honoring us on this day will be our choir. Inspiring us will be the distribution of the Inspiration Awards. Inspiring us this day for a comment about ministry on this campus, since this is Brother Juan Carlos's last day with us. We'll hear from him. For those of you that recall Pastor Nikki Fielder, her installation service is printed in your bulletin. It's happening this Saturday over at Shepherd of the Hills Lutheran Church. And if you've got the time, that's a worthy event to go to. They're all worthy. I'm going to also invite you to pay attention to how many verses we're singing in our hymns, rather than the common assumption is, we'll start at one and go to two and go to three and... Nope, we're jumping around a little bit today, so that's printed in your bulletin. And finally, welcome back, Lindsay Tarango, uh, 2012, or is it 13 winner? 13? 2013 winner of the Inspiration Award. I thought it'd be a great idea for you to all hear what an Inspiration Award winner actually sounds like. All right? That's enough announcements. Again, welcome to Worship Choir.
Good morning. Well, that was inspirational. Thank you, choir. It's an honor to be here this morning to announce the winners of the 2018 Cal Lutheran Inspiration Awards. These awards were initiated in 1979 by a group of alumni and donors. The criteria for selection are simple but profound, that those chosen have steadily inspired others toward intellectual and spiritual growth while promoting service and leadership at Cal Lutheran. It is an honor reserved for those who strive for faithfulness in their lives and in their service to this community. The tradition is to present two awards, one to a student and one to a member of the staff or faculty. And the award comes not only with the honor of recognition itself, but at the request of the donor, a cash award for each recipient as well. And so this morning, we will begin with the staff award. This staff member is generous with his time, caring for all, and committed to doing good work. He always has a smile on his face and a kind word for everyone. He is smart competent and wise. He understands that we all have a limited time on this earth and that while here we are on this journey together. Skilled at many things, he can replace a compressor and he can reprogram computer control systems. On top of that, he gives of himself as a high school football coach and by volunteering weekly with young people in the youth correctional facility in Camarillo. He is always respectfully enthusiastic about sharing his faith. All of us are the beneficiaries of his work and of his company. Would you please join me in congratulating John Urango. He's up there. had to run all the way down from the balcony, my goodness. Our student recipient is described by his peers as funny, quirky, humble, and forever reliable. His employers say that he is ambitious and a happy person to be around. One of them commented, I've come to depend on him because he is so quantifiably enthusiastic, willing to learn and grow, and consummately reliable. The mark he has left on the admission office, as well as on prospective students and their families, will long be remembered. He's been a wonderful representative of Cal Lutheran and a true Mr. Kingsman. His persistence and his sharp mind will serve him well into the future, and we can hardly wait to see how his life unfolds. That life is marked by a set of foundational commitments to his family, to his friends, to his computer games, to the Anaheim Ducks, to the Angels, and to his relationship with Jesus Christ. This student 
should get a very unique award since for four years he has not ever missed attending University Chapel. And thanks to his gift of reliability, he sits in the same spot week after week. <laughs> Please join me in congratulating Grant Bagney. Today's reading is from 1 John, the fourth chapter. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his God is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And if we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as a Savior of the world, God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed that the love of God has for us. God is love, those who abide in and love God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For they who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. What a blessing it is to be here with you all today. Thank you, Pastor Scott, for asking me to come um, back to my alma mater. Um, I remember being a student um, and pouring my heart into service. Um, I loved every service opportunity I could find, alternative spring breaks, um, or what I lived for each and every year. Um, <laughs> and looking back on that, um, stepping away after graduating, recognizing that that desire and that excitement that I got from serving others um, through different projects um, and, and ministries um, was actually an excitement and a desire to know God more. In those moments of reaching out to other people, God was reaching out to my heart to show me the love he has for me. A unique, personal, individualized love he has for me, and he has for each and every one of us. So thinking about this message, love God, love one another, love. It's like, whoa, this is what the last five years of my life has been, learning about this message, learning how to do this, how to act in this way. Um, more, now more than ever, I've realized that love is an action and a choice and something that I personally will strive to do every day. And that invitation is there for all of us to act um, out of love every day. Upon graduating, I did a service year in Detroit, Michigan, where I was working with um, homeless teens, um, young women who were pregnant or parenting or expecting their first child or maybe just all alone. In that year, the challenge to give of myself seemed to happen every day. Every day was a new challenge and a, a new invitation to love in a new way. Um, what I've learned about love is that true love is a self-gift. So if I were, was approaching my day with the girls in a way that I was only going to fulfill their needs because it was my duty um, as my role as case planner um, to make sure they got to their appointment or something. 
by the end of the day, I was feeling very empty and very depleted and very small. And what I was doing was not very meaningful. But as soon as I learned to approach each day with love, it changed. Because I was no longer checking off boxes in my day, checking off tasks, checking off meetings that I had to do. But I was making the conscious decision to bring myself and give whatever I could, whether that be my time, um, my ability to arrange an appointment, um, driving somebody somewhere who was out without transportation. It had meaning then. When it changed from something I had to do to something I got to do, I began to learn more about love. And upon completing my service year and returning back um, home, I really grew in love. <laughs> Serving others and going out and finding mission trips was a beautiful way for me to first learn and experience love and giving of myself to other people. But it was in learning to do so in the small, tiny, everyday things. God showed me he's present in those actions. If I allow myself to love because he loves me, small actions take on a whole new meaning. And so the takeaway point, which I think is important for everybody to remember, is that each person is a unique story of love. There's not one list of, lo of traits that make you um, all loving and have finally achieved what it means to love and be a good lover, be a good friend, um, be a good human, being able to serve other people fully. There's not one list. It's going to look different for everybody. But if we continue to look back and remind ourselves what love really is, that gift of self to one another. We have great stories to tell, great stories to give. And so just remember that each person is called to love in a beautiful way and in a way that only you can. And in remembering that God is love, and he loves you, we can pour out our hearts in love and service to one another in big and small things. I thank you for your time.
We ask ourselves about many things, but there is a particular question that the philosophers call the question of being. It is not a question about this or that particular state of affairs, but rather into the meaning of it all. What is ill about? The Christian answer to that question is love, because, because love is what God is. Every Thursday, the thing is to love, to love one another. A beautiful message that we should never forget. The unity of Christians is, a, is an essential requirement of our faith which flows from the bottom of our hearts. Ecumenism is the task of all Christians. We are not adversaries. We are brothers and sisters in the faith, and therefore we must witness to the living presence of God. It is the foundation of which we live. I want to thank you, God, for allowing me to live this experience that marks my life and my vocation. I also want to thank Pastor Scott for being a guide, a teacher, a pastor, and a brother. Above all, I am able to see the face of God in him. Thank you for being an example for me. Also, I want to thank you, everyone here, for allowing me to be with your community. I want to thank you, those who took the time to talk to me, to give me a greeting, a smile, a hug, to teach me to speak more English. I think this is the most important thing. But, about all, for allowing me to be one of you. I pray for each of you and thank you once more. Finally, this is my last day. The President Christ said that we need to love one another. Is the first commandment. Thank you for everything I can't say goodbye because I know I come back maybe next semester. <laughs> Just for visiting. And I know I can I can say I remember your face. I remember everything. And sad face too. So thank you for for everything and thank you for follow to Christ. God bless you everyone.